2: All right, Welcome back. This is uh, Cinema Vino. Oh, wait, that's you. You go ahead. I'm all for it. Oh,
1: yeah. um, it's all you. This is it. Welcome back to the Cinema Vino. We're <laughs> hard on CBS, all access. <laughs> Here with my homeboy, T Wash or Todd Wofford. I'm cool. your host, Travis Budd, <laughs> <laughs> <Twavis>. Tw- Twatis. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I like that better than COVID Queen 19. COVID Night Queen. <laughs> uh so yeah uh so we're gonna talk about uh picard we both watched all uh eight episodes it was eight, eight
1: episodes. nine yeah nine I think episodes.
2: we watched it all either way so
1: oh yeah because um, last one was it it was episode eight but it was part one part two so it was basically nine episodes i, that's it, I feel
2: Mm-hmm. The bulk of the series yeah 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 um so we're gonna talk about that. We're both uh, Star Trek fans, TNG fans, nerds, sci-fi nerds, <laughs> all the above. So, um are you what's what's going on in the background there? I don't know what's going on, but I like uh, it. I've got my
1: Apple TV and it's too bright and I'm trying to get it on a nice muted color.
2: <laughs> I'm seeing you in all kinds of shades and I like There we it. go. I like this one. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm I'm seeing myself on the Zoom and my face turned green. I was like, what the fuck is that? Anyway, Picard. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite parts of TNG, uh, and it goes without saying, there will be spoilers or accidental spoilers on here mm-hmm. just because we're talking about the entire entirety of the first season, right? Or should we keep it vague? I say, let's go spoilers. Well, I love Data and all of his centric episodes. I'm sure most people do, but he was one of the highlights of it because, uh, you know, his, his the nature of the character uh, allows people to hold up a mirror to humanity. I guess if Data asks a weird question, why do humans blankety blank? And then Riker or Picard have to be like, well, they, well, fuck. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess. And then they have to try and figure out why the human race behaves a certain way or why human emotions or anyway, it was that plus he was super cool, like super strong dude that was super fast and had super accuracy. He was as close as I could get to a superhero on the TNG or next generation, uh, star Trek team. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was awesome. Plus, Worf fucking sucked. Worf was supposed to be this cool warrior and was just getting his ass handed to him. And they were like, we really need a guy to get thrown into a wall. Uh, (laughs) Worf? Yeah. Let's just, let's get you backhanded a few times. But I really like that that Picard focused a lot on Data and the um, Sung androids. I thought that was really interesting.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I liked all the additions.
2: Yeah, I think and I agree with you. Data was one of my favorite characters. He uh one of the best episodes of the show was the the one where they put data on trial to be disassembled. And oh yeah, you know, it's like, is he a person? Is he alive? Is he, you know, a sentient being or whatever? It's like that that was great sci fi. And you could tell it was kind of a bottle episode that they just kind of threw in there. But you know, I wasn't like, it a two party? It might have been. But you could tell it wasn't like a big space battle; like it was more courtroom, you know, yep. oriented, uh, dialogue-heavy. It was a great episode, and so it kind of, this kind of follows in that, um, in that footsteps of that episode. Plus, the other one where Picard gets assimilated by the Borg, this also calls back to that episode quite a bit. Then you got Hugh, the uh, mm. Borg they found and kind of nurtured a little bit back to health. So it calls back to the best next generation episodes so yeah i was i was thinking
1: about it and in the middle of it i was i had a few few nights where uh i you know i had a few drinky poos while watching it i don't know if that enhanced my viewing if i was like fuck yes this is the greatest thing i've ever watched ever in my life mm-hmm. but um i yeah i loved all the callbacks that they had and it seemed to me and the best way i could describe it to a non star trek watcher is that it's somehow as if like uh actual really good and well-written fan fiction is if they just decided to green light that Mm -hmm. like it was better writing than i'm used to on i mean the original uh, uh next generation writing was good for the most part um but but this was on a, another level, and it was you could tell people that grew up and loved the source material and just wanted to you know twist it, shape it, make it their own, but not 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 fuck the whole pig. <laughs> yeah. They just wanted to add and not take away.
2: Yeah, yeah, and like like we were saying earlier, there you get Firefly references and there, you get Battlestar Galactica reference, like kind of a it shares kind of a, a vibe of those kind of grubbier sci-fi you know language is saltier there's more sexual references it's more adult themed which star trek needed desperately for years i thought
1: yeah you're you're definitely not on the enterprise yeah. yeah yeah but it is it's still nice in that well that's the thing about some of the tng or excuse me next generation we'll say tng meaning next generation the next Generation. Yeah. But um, that Gene Roddenberry was like, well, no, people are more evolved past a certain point. We, there don't need to be, you know, other races can have these hangups and these foibles. But we like to think that Starfleet is pretty much untouchable. Like they're, they do what needs to be done. And, and they've, they've revisited that a, a couple times and that there is, you know, a cancer within Starfleet
2: that it needs to be cut out. And they, they've done some of that in this one as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Deep Space Nine kind of hinted at that with what Section Thirty One, like that dark kind of shadow group of spies that. Oh know, yeah, that they you know kill people, they assassinate, they topple governments. They're they were kind of like the CIA slash KGB of Starfleet. So, they, See, I've never seen all of Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. That was one of the darker elements of all those original series. Was serieses series? series. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they definitely explored like the idea of this perfect organization that kind of spawned this group, like you said, did what needed to be done. Kind of a Machiavellian group that, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, however we survive, the ends justify the means. Right. I think they're mentioned in the new
1: Star Trek discoveries, which I enjoyed the second half of Star Trek discovery season one. Mm -hmm. And then season two just didn't do it for me. It kind of fell apart in weird spots and, yeah, it was, P- Picard was a breath of fresh air. Like, I cannot believe that we got both the Mandalorian and the Picard, or the Picard, <laughs> the Mandalorian and Picard within the same year, mm-hmm. Star Trek and a Star Wars uh, miniseries, and both were fucking good. Yeah, I mean, they're completely different from each other. Mm-hmm. Mandalorian is the the episodic, you know, um, space Western. mm mm-hmm. And Picard is—I don't know what you'd like in Picard too, but they're—they're they're both really well done.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, what'd you think about all the cameos, all the familiar faces? That <sighs> <up>? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Hugh—that wasn't the actual actor that played Hugh, was it? it was he looked it up? Okay.
2: Let's yeah, see. I wasn't
1: entirely sure, but um, and we had obviously uh, Brent Spiner popped mm-hmm. in at the beginning and at. Um, at the end, mm-hmm. and then uh, what Jerry Ryan, and who else? Oh, I thought one of the dudes that was so Picard gets a pretty dope crew of uh, of people, and you know, gives them all they're all pretty interesting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: but he's, yeah, the the captain has a whole slew of different holograms on his ship, which is great for the actor. Uh, Playing that role because he gets to hop into different roles or versions of himself. It's kind of, I mean, he's, (laughs) I, I would be the most jealous of that guy cast because he gets to play three, four, five different roles hopping around. I mean, so does the, the gal that is playing the female data. But he, he just gets to do it, I don't know, on a little more consistent basis. Yeah. But I, one character I thought was way underutilized was uh, Kung Fu Spock. Yes. I liked him. As soon as they introduced him, I was like, this is badass. And then they were like, yeah, you're too cool. You have to leave for a few episodes. And then we're going to bring you back. And you're only going to, like, punch two people. And then just sit back and shut the fuck up the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, this, no. You can't build him up as being badass, show that, like, oh, he's badass. And then he goes off and doesn't do another, like, cool thing the whole time.
2: Um, Yeah, he was kind of, would you say he was a monk in his abilities? Like, he was, like, kind of a sci-fi space monk. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And before I forget, at the end of the uh, film
2: uh, series,
1: they never, unless they're going to, you know... Come back to it episode one of next season. They never described what happened to Narek, the evil Romulan guy that they just like, they either knocked him out or I I can't remember what happened, but Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so we're going to find out what happens to all these, you know, people. They don't say a goddamn thing about him. They just left him maybe on the planet with the androids. I don't know. I mean, that would make sense, but I would like to know that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Star Trek loves recurring characters, so maybe he comes back later and becomes like a recurring Romulan villain. And we never saw
1: his sister die. She fell. And I, I thought his... So he, the guy that played Nerick the evil Romulan brother, um, the only other thing I've seen him in, he was in um, Penny Dreadful on Showtime, and he played Victor Frankenstein. So when I saw him show up, I was like, well, this is a fucking weird dude. He was just a weird actor anyway, but he did really well in this. And I really thought his, uh, his sister did great too. Once she went, I saw her, you know, full Romulan, evil, villainous gear. I was like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm on board with this.
2: I liked her fight scene seven or nine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. And, mm-hmm, and when she was chasing Kung Fu Spock. hmm
1: Yeah. What was his name? I can't remember. Martial arts, Bruce Lee Spock. I'll have to look that up.
2: But yeah, um, yeah like I said, I thought that it was underutilized when Seven and nine takes over the entire board cube and like takes over the collective as queens. Like, I want to see more of that. Yeah.
1: I just thought that <laughs> whatever uh, creatures that they would call forth, and of course, it's a fucking sky tentacle. It always is a sky tentacle popping out. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was kind of hoping it would be a Borg ship that came by. They're like, this is the ultimate, you know, androids of old that are, are, you know, android and human or android and, I don't know. You know, I had, you you always want the big prophecy thing that people are trying to stop. You're like, oh yes, we're good guys. We must stop the thing that's happening. But also you kind of want to fucking see the thing. Like what's so bad? What's the big thing? I want to see it. Yes, It's like Hellboy. It's like sky tentacles coming from the cosmos dripping down. That's the same fucking thing we had here. We had one little bio-hentai tentacle popping down. You're like, "Uh uh-oh. What orifice is this going to go in?
2: (laughs) We want freaking sharks with freaking laser beams. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was good to see Riker, who's looking Captain Greybeard. He's looking a little bit like Papa Hemingway yeah um even counselor troy counselor troy was never my my favorite tng character she was you know eye candy and her job it's like the galaxy quest thing her job was to say useless stuff (laughs) Um, you know i'm sensing great anger captain you know after you've like killed somebody on the view screen
1: (laughs) yeah and i like that she could feel it through the view screen you're like (laughs) oh my god there's a disturbance It, it was it was a really shitty like diet pepsi watered down version of the force
2: yes (laughs) that's a great way to put that
1: that's yeah troy has diet crystal pepsi force
2: powers (laughs) uh yeah and and it got turned on and off at the convenience of the plot like you know yeah anytime it wasn't supposed to work it's like oh i got nothing captain what the hell are you even doing out here? <laughs> See, in
1: my in my comic book mind, I need her to be more Professor X Jean Grey. Like, yeah. give her a little telekinesis. Give her some telepathy. I mean, she's got uh, empathic abilities, I understand. But, you know, those are harder for me to wrap my head around. Like, oh, he's sad. Oh, no shit.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but also, the, as I'm just going to say what we're all thinking. We need Barkley in season two.
2: I want to see what that,
1: what Broccoli's up to.
2: (laughs) Just screwing everything up.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I was really hoping that he and Seven and Nine just got married out of nowhere.
2: (laughs) That would be awesome. Yeah. Just, you know, why not? That's (laughs) all it is. I think you talk about fan fiction. (laughs) That's you know. I imagine every, like, yeah. every fan fiction. Well, no,
1: they you know might dust off the full full on fan. <laughs> they might dust off full on fan fiction. It's it's Barkley and Worf. <laughs> and I really hope that that you know Barkley dies somehow and uh, Worf a <laughs> and keeps his eyes open and yells. Ah. Or. Ah. Or reverse that. Wharf dies, and, and Barclay's got to be like, I have to help usher him on to Valhalla <laughs> or <Stomachor."> core And he <laughs> pops open his eyes. I want to see a Barclay year, yell <sighs> For his lover, his slain lover.
2: This is awesome. This is like gold. This is <laughs> two right here. Woo! This is... That's, somebody write this down. Shit. <laughs> I see that Guinan is confirmed for season two.
1: Oh yeah, I thought that was really cool, and they're gonna explain it because she's supposed to be hundreds of years old or whatever. But I don't know. I guess they're gonna somehow explain like, oh, she got sick one day and you know sneezed and aged twenty years (laughs) or something. (laughs) She had she had the uh, the Borgian flu, or, or she got too much Romulan ale, and that just I don't know. but i like Whoopi. she's she's a good fucking actress i think Mm -hmm. most really comedic uh actors
2: make really good dramatic actors Mm -hmm. yeah most actors will tell you that uh comedy is harder than drama to play yeah i believe that that's why most comedians you know robin williams people like that they translate really well yes drama so Mm -hmm. yeah that's good um I hope they get a little more Starfleet in the next one. It's like I need a little more of a starship fix, yeah, space battles, you know
1: yeah well that's that's one thing that's hard to do with next or well with any Star trek um movies that come out is that the like movies that pop out have to be something peppy, something snappy, mm-hmm. you know, a big and overwrought like shows a spectacle and action for just the the casual theater goer to pull them in but like you said with data like that whole it was you know it was a star trek perry mason episode basically them sitting in the courtroom and trying to you know and, and again data is the the human mirror with them having to debate whether he's alive or not or what constitute a soul or or um, you know, certain things, certain mannerisms are like, you know, hey, prove that you're alive right now. Prove to me that you're not an android. You know, yeah. it's uh it's it's highbrow science fiction and stuff that makes you think, which I think is a uh, really good, obviously staple of science fiction. Actually, like, that's that's not just for me. I'm I'm sure everybody would have fucking agree. Like any you know anything good makes you think. So science fiction, I like to, I like the lasers. I like the torpedo cannons, the fires, and and I like the slow motion jumping and shooting two phasers in air. But I also like the, uh, um, (laughs) some of the
2: quieter, like the courtroom and stuff scenes. Those are, those are good. Yeah. Anything that makes you walk away with, you know, again, questions, you know, ideas change your perspective. It's like you sneak that in there with all the, you know, space battles, explosions, you know, weird things, Worf getting thrown up against walls. It's like you kind of, you work that in there under the radar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Worf, how many times have you been unconscious this episode? (laughs) Just ballpark it for me. Every goddamn episode, he was just getting heaved against a wall. I mean, that's that's not accurate. He's a great character and they build him up. They're like, unless they're doing a uh, a Klingon episode and he's wielding a bat that dude is jobbing for every Tom, Dick, and Harry that comes along. They're just like, how do we show that this person's just the slightest bit of a threat? We're like, well, let's, you know, toss the beanbag wharf at him and just let him slap him out of the air. Like, oh, man, this guy's no joke. He just beat the shit out of war. like, hold on. Barkley beat the shit out of wharf last week over... <laughs> <laughs>
2: over some Earl Grey tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw the old uh, Klingon tackling dummy at him. Yeah, Worf has a goddamn glass jaw. Mm-hmm. He's glass he, jaw. Yeah. I mean, he he
1: turns his
2: head too fast. He gets a little dizzy. <laughs> so Worf needs to sit down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get him some water. Get him <laughs> some water. <laughs> Give him some Dramamine.
1: (laughs) So, what what were your fart? fart? What were your favorite parts? I was going to say favorite parts, and it came out farts. (laughs) Either
2: way, (laughs) Um, I liked. I mean, the first episode was strong. It really set up the the whole series well. Great to see data. They did a great job making him look as close to the old school data as they could, given the fact that Brent Spiner is in the seventies now. Um, but special effects were awesome. The production was awesome. You know, it's just it's it's a good looking modern Star Trek. You know, with all the the good technical values, it didn't look cheap, didn't look rickety, and it was very cohesively written. Um, you know, it was serialized. I've always wanted Star Trek to be serialized, a la Lost or Battlestar Galactica, or whatever. Where it's like you can follow it; it flows from one episode to the next. That was great. TNG was awesome. That was an awesome show, but also it's like it was very fractured. It's like sometimes you get in there and you can get a weak, lame ass episode, you know, <laughs> involving Wesley Crusher, or you know, like you say, it's like Data and his cat.
1: Or <laughs> Dr. I, I mean, I, I I think even the bad ones are are kind of. I mean, they're still good or entertaining at least. I don't know. Yeah, Th- it's rare that I get to an episode and I'm like,
2: ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Yes, um, but you know you'll inevitably For get. It. Here we go again. Yeah. must be Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> you'll inevitably get filler episodes in there. Yeah, TNG. You do, um, like the one where was it Doctor Crusher like hooks up with Space Ghost or whatever? Remember that <laughs> Yeah, just weird
1: random shit. I would like. I am looking forward to seeing uh, Q in this and then any other again i'm a comic book nerd i like data and and the soong androids dudes like hopefully i'm just hoping that there's some more of those on ice somewhere asleep and they pop out and can either be villains or you know members of the crew like i just i don't know I, i i think that the history beyond like behind those because i guess uh In the history of the show, the first ones, and the reason Khan's name is Khan, is uh, because he's was created. uh, All those genetic people were created by Soon or Khan Soon or something like that, and they decided, "Whoa, the genetics or eugenics wars or whatever, this was fucked up." They, you know, we made humans better, but they were also more aggressive and whatever. And that's when they did the pivot to trying. To do robotic life, right, and then that's when Khan or not was, uh
2: Doctor Noonien soon made Data, mm-hmm. yeah, who I think was the best character on TNG. In my opinion, I love Data. I agree. Well, he and Picard, obviously, because Picard was their their main.
1: I mean, he he would I would say he's the main character. Yeah, Next Generation, because he's basically. I mean, they have ones that focus on other people
2: but definitely the focus of the show
1: oh so that was one other thing about the show that i kind of so i wanted to be more of an ensemble cast now i know it's the name of it is picard Mm -hmm. but i was wanting more people to have a little bit more time to shine i mean it was it was really quite good and they hopped around but the star trek discovery ones are all about Uh, the main character, uh, Michael Burnham, and then everybody else is just window dressing or just need to show up to run lines with her until she can go off and do the other thing. And again, the first season was good. The second half of the first season was real good. But it was too much of a one-person show and Star Trek should be really ensemble. Mm -hmm. It's about the interplay, the, the camaraderie. Yeah, about the bridge and uh, the people that live on the. I mean, it's just a story about people on a boat, you know, stuck together, living in close quarters, how they interact with one another. I mean, yeah, that that's it. You it it literally just uh players on a stage, like on a set,
2: mm-hmm. uh stuck together and and playing off each other. Yeah. But, you yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. too. You, were you pleasantly surprised?
1: I was. I didn't know. I had heard a few things here and there. I watched it and finished it about two or three days before the last episode aired. I was just planning on waiting until it all came out because I knew if I watched one, I would probably want to go more and more and more. And I am glad I did that because I got to watch whatever, seven, almost eight episodes, like all fairly quickly back to back and then i just had to wait a day or two and watch the last one mm-hmm. so it really worked out nice did you watch it from the get-go
2: i started um because it premiered i think our son was born two days before three days before it premiered so hmm. um i didn't start until about episode three or four and i right. actually i would watch it overnight when i was sitting up with him i <laughs> Put it on my iPad while he was sleeping and watch it. So I watched a lot of it like three, four in the morning. So <laughs> it's always going to have a special place in your heart now. <laughs>
1: it kept <laughs> you company while you were keeping your son company. That's cool.
2: Mm-hmm. It's our first, uh, first sci fi show we watched together. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll cool. uh,
1: Joanna didn't watch it at all. Your wife?
2: No. 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 She's, she's seen the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, but that's about it.
1: Yeah. So, well, I was wanting. Uh, Taylor said that he was going to um, watch it at some point because he heard you, myself, and and Sean. You know, we were texting about it, and I thought he would have been good if if we didn't have this crazy quarantine. If he had watched them all, to be our our normie, our other outside perspective, in case we were using too much jargon or something, he could be like, "What the fuck does that mean?" And kind of bring us back down. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> to to rope in rope in the other casual uh listeners that don't watch TNG
2: or Star Trek at all yes one of the many reasons we love Tay is he, he's good <laughs> to rope us down to earth yeah so, yeah yeah but uh, so yeah I think that's that's a good stopping point for us when we're running out of zoom time um but uh it's been another uh cinema vino and thank you all for joining us and hope you all are staying Healthy and avoiding everything going around. Hopefully, this will be going away soon. Mm. Keeps your socks dry. <laughs> Keep your nose clean. Mm-hmm. And Trav, um, I don't know if I'm gonna put this video out there, but Trav's looking adorable as always, looking cute. Is that goatee or mustache, or is that like
1: uh, this? It, I think it's just mustache, but I'm letting the rest grow in too. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, I'm just being real lazy. I'll probably let it grow in, and then I'll, I'll see if I can get some curly Q mutton chops. <laughs> yes. After this, I should have a good like eight different uh, facial hairstyles. Hopefully,
2: I like it. I like it. Um, but yeah, so we will see you guys uh, real soon. Um, peace
0: out. Bye.